for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you meditate on His Word today. How many of you are familiar with the song, All You Need Is Love? It's an older song by the Beatles, but it's still familiar to many people today. And at the time, it became a hit around the world because it conveyed a message that resonated with many people about love and loving people. The chorus goes, All You Need Is Love, which is repeated, and then, Love is all you need. It sounds nice, doesn't it? All you need is love. Love is all you need. But as we know, loving people is so hard and at times impossible. And we also know that love that comes from any source other than God is an imperfect love. Only love that comes from God as the origin and source is a true and perfect love because God is love. So let's take a look at today's passage now. First John chapter 4, verses 13 through 21. This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Welcome back to Living Life. At the beginning of today's passage, John tells us the evidence and proof of God's presence in our lives is shown through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The presence of the Spirit is how Jesus abides and lives in us. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Holy Spirit gives us this assurance that we are indeed children of God. Just as we live in Him, He lives in us. And we also see Jesus talk about this in John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5, where He says, Abide in Me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in Me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. And as we go along into verse 14, John says, We have seen and testify. Who is the we in these verses? We is referring to the eyewitnesses to Jesus and his life here. Jesus and the apostles were with Jesus. They touched him. They ate with him. They spent time with him and they lived with him. They knew that the Father had sent Jesus as a savior of the world. But as we see in verse 15, not just knowing about this, but we must confess that Jesus is the Son of God. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So John assures us that God lives in whoever confesses this truth. The fact that we can confess this truth is possible only because of the Holy Spirit who has opened our eyes and our hearts to this truth by God's grace. In verse 16, John again says, God is love. God's very essence is love. Everything God does is grounded in love. Even when he disciplines us, he does it as a loving father who is disciplining his children for their own good. John also brings up again that we live in God and that he lives in us. This is actually the third time he brings it up in this passage alone. So why does John keep on bringing this up? John wants to emphasize the point that God is living in us and we live in God. This deep intimacy we have with the Father is because of what Jesus has done for us. And just as God's love grows and matures in us, we can have confidence on the day of judgment. This is similar to what John said back in chapter 2, verse 28. And now little children abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. So how can we have confidence on that day? Our confidence does not come in anything that we have done, but from Jesus' work on the cross. He gives us the boldness and the confidence to stand before God on that day. So on the day of judgment, we no longer have to be afraid because we live like Jesus here in the world. This means that as his disciples and his followers, we reflect who Jesus is as we live in this world. The world should see Jesus when they look at our lives. Our words, our actions, our lifestyle should all point others to Christ. Then we come to the well-known verse in verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. How does perfect love cast out fear? Fear has to do with punishment, but we no longer need to be afraid because before God and His judgment for all the judgment and punishment we ever deserved was poured out on Jesus on the cross. The perfect love of God cast out any fear we may have. Those who continue to have fear show that they have not been made mature and complete in His love. And we love because God loved us first. He loved us while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies, while we were still slaves to sin. Our love for God is in response to His great love for us first. God is always the one who initiates first and we respond. 
We are able to love God and love others because he showed us how to love first. And towards the end of this chapter, John brings up a point he has brought up before in his letter. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. It is a package deal. You can't say that you love God, but hate a fellow brother or sister in Christ. It means that you are a liar. If we don't love our brothers and sisters who we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? So basically, if you love God, you must love your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as well. In today's passage, we can see that the Holy Spirit living in us is proof and evidence is that God is with us, residing and dwelling in us. Also, we can see that those who live in love are living in God and that God lives in them. This love is perfected as we live in God. The perfect love of God drives out all fear. And we as children of God have nothing to fear on Judgment Day because of what Jesus has done for us. My prayer for all of us is that we can continue to show the world that we live in God and that God is living in us through our love for Him and our love for one another. A love that Jesus so perfectly displayed on the cross for us. In John chapter 13, verse 35, Jesus said, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen. May this be so for all of us here. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your great love, your perfect love, that you are love, that everything you do is grounded in your great love for us. We thank you that because of your great love for us, that we now have the capacity to love others, Lord. We know it is still hard and we cannot do it unless we do it through your spirit, Father God. We thank you that you show us how to love and that you empower and equip us to love others. Help us to continue to reflect your love and show the world that we are your disciples as your great love is perfectly displayed in our lives. May our words, our actions, and lifestyles reflect who you are and point others to you. We thank you and we praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, Lichina Pardo and Stepping in Prozor.